Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Every other Thursday, tune in to hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. Wow, I am so excited to join you today on the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I am going solo today as um, we dive into some really fun topics and conversations because you have spoken on our social media accounts that you want to learn more about imposter syndrome. And so here we are today. Before we begin, I always kick off the podcast with how are you surviving and thriving this week? And since it's just me, I guess I will go. So how am I surviving this week? I am surviving in just the hustle and bustle of the season, the busy season. I know the holidays are not here yet, but they're right around the corner. And for whatever reason, the fall season is always so busy, but always really fun. And it's been fun because I've gotten to celebrate, you know, upcoming births and upcoming engagements and weddings and all the things, all the life events. So just kind of surviving weekend to weekend is I'm kind of, it's funny. Okay. So I'm kind of an extrovert slash introvert. You can decide for yourself, but I need weekends to recharge. I feel like I work and I'm like going hundred percent, 110% throughout the week. Now you just need time to like reset. And so I'm just craving that time right now, but also loving getting to celebrate my friends and family at the same time. How am I thriving in this season? I think it's uh, just finding moments to rest, finding peace and finding just moments to be mindful and to reset. I think I've been a lot more aware of that. Um, Also just been intentional in relationships and friendships and trying to really um, carve out time for that. And so that's how I'm currently surviving and thriving. I've run a game on everybody and they're going to find me out. This was said by Maya Angelou. Another influential person to think of is Albert Einstein described himself as involuntary swindler whose work didn't deserve as much attention as it had received. Both of these influential leaders of their time had one thing in common. Can you guess what that might be? It's this overwhelming feeling of self-doubt and wondering and worrying if someone is going to find you out. We like to call this imposter syndrome. For today, I really wanted to dive into what does it mean to have imposter syndrome? In fact, over 70% of people have reported having imposter syndrome at one season in their life, whether that be in your career, which is pretty well known for a lot of people. Maybe it's in your relationships. Maybe it's in your social media presence. Maybe it is being a mother. So imposter syndrome can take a lot of different forms, but basically at at the root level, 
it comes down to this overwhelming feeling of being your biggest critic and wondering if this is really the right place for you at this point in time in your life. I myself deal with this on the regular. So if you yourself are like, oh man, she's talking about me. No, I'm talking about myself too. <laughs> You're, we're in this together, remember? Eternal thoughts are surrounding, you know, I'm not skilled enough. I'm not qualified enough. Or, you know, I'm not experienced enough. And that's kind of how we justify, you know, why are we there? You know, is this the right fit? And I just want to let you know that you're not alone in that thought. You have to reframe your thoughts. The first step, though, is to talk about it and to identify maybe a mentor in your life that you can have this shared experience with and talk about where that person has overcome their own insecurities with imposter syndrome. You know, you need to recognize that the people who really don't feel like imposters are no more intelligent. It's just that they think different, right? Like they have reframed their mindset to walk into any situation and to speak eloquently and confidently in what they know and who they are. And there's a lot of examples of this. Say you were given a project last minute and you sweated profusely putting this thing together because it was literally the 11th hour and you had to immediately go into a big presentation with a bunch of executives. Well, you put all this time into it, all this effort into it, and it's a success. You know, they even tell you, wow, that was a home run. But still, <laughs> into your mind, you're thinking, wow, well, you know, I appreciate the compliment. They're just trying to butter me up or they're just trying to feed into my ego or try to reassure me, even though I'm sure it was a flop. You know, it's those kind of negative self-talk that we tell ourselves that really feeds into this idea of being a fraud. You know, the biggest myth is that successful people, they they don't feel like frauds. They get off scot-free. Well, the the joke is, honestly, even the most successful people that you know, kind of like Maya Angelou and Albert Einstein, they feel it the most. You know, it's it can be a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like if you continue to tell yourself that I don't belong here, where's my fit? Or I'll never know as much as that guy. You were telling yourself in your own mind that you are a fraud. And if you continue to believe it, it will actually turn into a reality. So I think it's an important topic and it's a big conversation that I think we, especially as women in the workforce and in day-to-day life have to overcome. Um, But it's not easy because you know what? Society has told us that we have to fit a certain mold or that we shouldn't be doing that or this or whatever the scenario may be. It's really hard, especially in minority groups, to think outside of this imposter syndrome because we've been told it our entire lives. And it's it's really, how do you combat this, right? Like, how do you even begin? Well, we'll get to that. So have no fear. But I wanted to go ahead and break down the different types of imposter syndrome. But before I do that, you have to really understand the conversation in your head and retrain your thoughts. You have to contradict that imposter logic. You know, no one likes to fail. Let's just face it. (laughs) Or have to have an off day, right? Like I had an off day last week and I was just like, oh my gosh, where am I? And what did I just say? 
you know, and, and of course in that moment you feel shame, right? Like that is the emotion that you feel and it's okay to feel that, but to not let it have power over you, um, accept what is and understand that there are going to be good days and there are going to be bad days, but it does not define who you are. I just have to ask this question. Have you ever like lived in fear of being exposed, not worthy, um, of the position or even downplayed your own success, attributing it to good luck? Well, you're not alone, but I will say that I have a good example of where I myself have really downplayed things. And it was right when I was starting off in my career, uh, with MGM and I had been a part of their, um, internship program, which led into a management trainee program, which led to a management position. And um, I was fortunate enough to receive recognition on a magazine at that point in time. And, you know, I had a lot of naysayers first out the gate. I had a lot of people who I felt like were really just not rooting for me. (laughs) And particularly on my team, I didn't really want to boast about anything that I was doing outside of work or at work. I really sought out opportunities and opportunities presented themselves. And I truly did not tell anyone on my team that I had made the cover of a magazine as one of the top young professionals on the coast. And I remember seeing my face on that magazine. And instead of being so excited and so proud of what I'd accomplished so far, I immediately felt shame. I immediately felt like, oh, great. Now this is where (laughs) the end begins Um, because I was worried that people would find me out and believe that I was a fake. And I didn't want to come across as as this overly boastful, oh, uh, you know, I'm a three, so I'm that great. But I downplayed it and I hid the magazine. In fact, I didn't bring it in. My boss called me in, my boss's boss called me in and he said, SK, do you have something to tell me? And I immediately, I was like, oh, great. Where is this going? And in that moment, he pulled out the magazine and said, congratulations. I'm so excited for you. And it was so genuine. He was the, he's the best person ever. And it was in that moment that I was just shocked that someone was actually reading for me because at that very moment, I wasn't reading for myself. and. You know, I even questioned putting that tidbit in the podcast, especially in episode zero. If you go back, like I I was like, oh, this just sounds so, you know, whatever about my accomplishments. But it was in that moment that I realized that you've got to start rooting for yourself. You've got to start being proud of the accomplishments and not shying away from them. But it's something that, you know, six years later, I still have to remind myself, (laughs) you know, and in fact, I still have that magazine in a frame in my office at the house, but, you know, maybe I should bring that into the working office. You know, maybe I should be proud of that moment. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're ever downplaying or or chalking it up to good luck, like you are here for a reason. You're not starting over. You're starting from experience and you have earned it. You've worked for it and you need to celebrate that. According to Dr. Valerie Young, a leading expert on the subject matter, imposter syndrome manifests itself in five different ways. Yes, better believe it. And if you, if you don't want to self-identify, you can also take the quiz. But there are five different ones. There's the expert, the perfectionist, the superwoman slash man, 
the soloist, and the natural genius. The expert, though, is the kind of person who wants to know everything and feels ashamed when he or she does not know everything. The perfectionist, you set impossibly high standards for yourself and beat yourself up when you don't reach them. I myself have also been that at times. The soloist, you believe work must be accomplished alone and refuse to take credit if you received any kind of assistance. And so um, this is the person who kind of feels like they can go about it on their own. Then there's a superwoman slash man. You feel you should be able to excel at every role that you take in your life. Um, And I think we've all been there too. (laughs) And then there's the natural genius. You know, you tell yourself that everything must be handled with ease. Otherwise, it's just not your natural talent and you have no time for it. And so this is the person who, where things come naturally to them. That's like the people in school who just showed up and took the test. Um, That was not me, but more power to you if that was you. We've identified what the five types of imposter syndrome are. But, you know, how do you even begin to wrap your brain around with combating your imposter syndrome mindset? Well, if you identify as the expert, you know, you really compare like for like. Um, You avoid unequal comparisons with people um, who have more experience in your role. So you hate being compared and um, and you feel like it's natural that they know more because they have more experience and and that kind of is more leverage over you. So that's one thing for the expert. Secondly, you know, you remind yourself that there are no gender or racial competencies necessary for your task. You know, more than 66% of women and 56% of men experience having um, imposter syndrome. But recognize that you have the skills, even if you don't feel like you fit. I'm going to say it again. (laughs) I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Recognize that you have the skills, even if you don't feel like you fit. Mentor junior colleagues or volunteer and engage your inner expert. So I think this is a great confidence builder, you know, like reach out and be a wealth of knowledge for someone who's just getting started in their career or someone who's gone through some similar things and and really lean into that and and be a source of good for that person. Um, I think that's a huge opportunity for anyone who's trying to grow in their confidence, you know, you have a skill set. All right. Do me a favor and take out your phone. If you like what you hear, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the ladies who leave podcast anywhere that you can listen. Next is the soloist. So, you know, you need to talk about your experiences with people that you actually trust, not keeping your feelings in, but expressing yourself is so important because you can easily feel overwhelmed by all the things, and you really need to express yourself and maybe having a conversation with someone you trust can help you find a solution. You know, purposefully seek out opportunities to work on projects with other people. Collaboration is so key, but as the soloist, your tendency is not to collaborate, to stop collaborate or listen. Um, I'm just kidding on the rest of that, but really seek out opportunities to collaborate because you'll be surprised at the benefits of, of really seeking out and being intentional with people and, and collaborating on projects. You need to make a list, if you're a soloist, of all the things that you've learned. This will really help you recognize that skills are passed down from others and are not just an internal thing. People help people, so you can't do it alone. 
Then there's the natural genius. You know, you really need to appreciate the great achievement and how long it actually takes. Nothing is overnight. Natural ability is not the only seed for success. You have to have a strong work ethic and know that things don't just happen overnight. You need to identify specific skills that you can improve over time. Um, This will make sure that you're continuing to build on your talents and that you're continuing to grow and develop. And the third for the natural genius is to break tasks into smaller, more bite-sized, achievable chunks. So a lot of times big projects can feel really overwhelming because you're thinking, okay, how do I wrap my brain around this huge project? Well, here's a pro tip. Just break it down into smaller tasks that are actually bite-sized and digestible. And that'll actually allow you to not feel like the big task is just so overwhelming and unmanageable. Next is the superwoman slash superman. You need to reframe failure as a learning opportunity. So my personal mantra and everything that I do, especially each week, is to seek opportunity in every challenge because I myself can get really down and not knowing all the things and feeling like not having everything all figured out can sometimes feel like a failure. And so for the superwoman, you need to reframe that and understand that, you know, you're learning with each each day that passes. You're not going to possibly know what to anticipate every single hour of the day. And that's okay. But you can discover how to improve rather than be so hard on yourself because it's not going to help with anything. Next for the superwoman, seek out an experienced mentor. So 70% of people have experienced imposter syndrome. And so odds are you're going to find a mentor who's probably experienced the exact same thing that you're going through. And it's going to help you continue to grow and develop. Remember that constructive criticism thing that we all hate? Well, you know, it's not personal. So for the superwoman, you cannot take constructive criticism as a negative thing. It's a positive way to grow and to learn and to develop. It's not that you're not good enough. So get that out of your mind and know that you are enough, but there are always things that you can continue to learn and grow. Last but not least is the perfectionist. You know who you are. You push yourself to act before you're ready. So you need to really focus on getting things out there, even if they're not 110% up to your standards, you still need to kind of relinquish that control and let go. Get it out there. The world needs it. We recently had a podcast episode not too long ago talking about progress over perfection and just having to hone your talents and know that that's more important than expecting everything to be absolutely perfect. Because if that's the case, you're never going to get anything out there in the world. You need to document your accomplishments to see how well you're actually doing. I think that's an important one. I'm actually doing that currently in my role is to track my accomplishments because it's something that I have a hard time doing. Kind of think it's that whole downplaying thing, you know, that I talked about earlier. But for you as the perfectionist, you know, really tracking your progress so you don't feel like you're failing and making sure that you're setting achievable goals. I think that's really what it comes down to. But just understanding that this can drastically affect your sense of self-worth, your professional progress, as well as your overall happiness. But everyone at some point in their life, I think, has a season of of feeling like an imposter. All these different archetypes, it's not a one-size-fits-all, right? So there's different ones to consider and to look through and to think through for yourself. But you've got to start by setting aside the self-doubt. 81% of women who've experienced imposter syndrome believe that they put more pressure on themselves and their male counterparts. You know, this could be 
a great example of a lack of diversity at the C-suite level, which is like your executive level, and still fueling some of these feelings. 32% of women identified with imposter syndrome because they did not know others in a similar place to them, either personally or professionally. And so I think that's where the mentorship piece is so crucial and, and very important. As I looked at research as I've, and listened to a lot of different professionals, specifically within, you know, it became really evident that we have to actively create a culture that supports honest conversations in the workplace. You have so much potential, so much capability, and you're doing the dang thing. So keep it up. No matter what your day looks like, no matter how big of a failure or, or, or uh, imposter that you feel at the time, you're not alone in this feeling. In fact, most people have experienced it themselves. And so I hope that you can help identify for yourself what type of imposter you might think you are and continue to recognize that, that there are steps in place in recognizing and talking about it with someone and then starting to reframe your mindset and really combating that negative self-talk. You continue to persevere, work hard, count your blessings and keep it moving. I hope this conversation was helpful and honest and just know that I'm in your corner and I'm right here with you still on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Looking for another way to engage with the Ladies Who Lead podcast? Check out our Instagrams and our show notes at the Ladies Who Lead. And don't forget to check out our website, www.theladieswholead.com. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.